Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Boys and girls. It's one. It's wacky. It's slick. It's savvy. It's the Mad Cat Daffy Fracture Dingling Ringing Loony Zany Size Splitting Rib Tickling Slap Happy Scuzzy Dreary Irksome Tedious Banal Pointless Smutty World of The Bob and Jeff Show Starring Bob Lutz Let's be real. I'm all about being real. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm real all the time. Dynamic, isn't it? Jeff Lutz. Let's do. Let's be real. We like him. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello once again. It is a Tuesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show here on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz and Jeff Lutz co-hosting Max Power, producing and engineering the show. 869-1240 is our phone number. And right out of the chute, I got a bone to pick. Okay. With? With Ralph. With Ralph. Yeah. Our caller, Ralph. All right. The guy's insane. The guy's lost it. I don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't. I'm going to get to that. Oh, get to it. Uh, There was some Facebook meme put out today, and it asked uh, the comedian who has great reputation for being funny, but you don't find funny at all. And his answer was Don Rickles, and he actually said, I hate him. What? Um, How can you hate Don Rickles? And then he came back and said, hate's a strong word, but it's close. Uh, Thinks he's mean, mean mean-spirited. It doesn't get Don Rickles. Obviously not. And uh, I got a bone to pick. Thinks he's mean? Don Rickles is one of the sweetest human beings ever to walk. Not in his act. He's an insult comedian. Uh, that's what he does. Yeah, but it it was clear that uh, it was an act from the so, very beginning. I don't know if Ralph will call and own it or whether he'll uh, pretend it didn't happen. Or but I, but, I, but I can't just let that go. I assume he'll answer for it. We know Ralph pretty well. Love Ralph. And you, you start to think, well, I can emulate Rickles to a certain degree. I try to... He must not think you're funny. I I guess not. Well, if he wants to knock you down a peg, I guess that's okay. I guess maybe there's a part of Ralph that is here only for you. I doubt it. Well, why else would he be here if he doesn't like me? I don't know. Just uh, He he, uh, commented on your post the other day about how he likes the rabbit holes that we go down. I do too. I don't like uh, I don't like prepared conversation. Well, what, what's prepare? I prepare everything. No, you don't. Well, I got moments before. What does that even mean? I don't sit around and write down a script, but everything I say is prepared in my brain. Well, that's too bad. Like this opening with Ralph, one of our vaunted and valued callers. Yeah. Again, Ralph, valuable to the to the program. His opinions are even valuable to the program when he doesn't share what we think. Have you reached a point, and Ralph, if you're listening, call, because I got a bone to pick, as I've said. Uh, are you at a point where you don't even want to watch the Guardians? Not really. I don't necessarily want to watch them against the Dodgers with Noah Syndergaard on the, on the mound. In a 14-to-1 loss, it will probably happen this evening. I was bummed, though, because I thought they started the series last night. And when I got home to discover they didn't, I was a little sad. 
So I guess part of me, you know, we only Why? have we only have a month and a few days yeah, left. That to seems the like an eternity. The Cardinals uh, will win no more than ten games the rest of the year. Really, they'll go ten and twenty-five. Their, their schedule in September is uh, you don't even want to look at it. They won't win many games in September. They're terrible. Uh, they play a very tough schedule in that month. Uh, right now, they go to Pittsburgh and they got hammered last night. Yeah, your uh, guy did not pitch. The kid well. didn't pitch well, and I and, and you look at him and you say that that there's not a big that's not a big league pitcher. But I'm trying to be, I'm trying to hold the line. I'm trying to trying to be positive, trying to be optimistic. But I mean, that didn't look like a big league pitcher out there. First so, time out. No, they, they, they don't care if it's the first time it might out. Take a while for him to look it like, look a, big like league a big pitcher. league pitcher. Uh, when you're not hitting anything above 91, uh, you know, come on, let's let's be real. Logan Allen doesn't throw much harder than he's that. He's not. He's not a big league pitcher. Yeah, of course he is. Now, nobody you got is is that good. Oh, I'll please. just say that right now. You you'd kill to have Allen Williams Bybee in your rotation. Uh, we'll see. Even Xavier Curry, you'd kill to have. What if we get uh, Snell, Sonny Gray, and and uh, somebody else? I don't know. I'm sure you'll feel good about it. But I would not put any expectations. I just wait. They they said they're going to get three. See who the three are, and then evaluate. Once you start hoping and wishing, then you're just bound to get upset. They've already stated we're going to get three. Uh, to me, it's not just about pitching. They need help other places. Uh, they're going to have to do. They're going to have to do some things. That, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. They got to do some things, not just not just fix pitching. Uh, Goldschmidt's on, a, in my opinion, on a decline. He's still Clearly. still a good player, but he's not the player he was last year. Uh, and it it just he hasn't gotten it going like Paul Goldschmidt usually does. Uh, Arenado's still in his prime. Made a play last night, just missed getting the runner at first, but he's still in his prime. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, it's a tough year. Tough yeah, year. It's been it's been tough for you. Uh, you need to go through these every now and then to really appreciate the successes. No, I really appreciate the successes without this. No, you don't, because yesterday you said this is the most fascinating it's ever been. Uh, and you're bad, so you clearly you don't appreciate the success. I don't appreciate this. you don't this. think they're interesting. Uh, I don't know. I, they're interesting when they play guys who don't get to play a lot. Get uh, I'm I'm enjoying. I, I'm not enjoying anything. The Cardinals to me right now are uh, more trouble than they're worth. I don't think I'll watch tonight. Still Pittsburgh uh, on the road. Yeah. Who's what is Wainwright? The, although uh, I might watch him. Yeah, do you want to put yourself through that? Is he at one ninety seven or one ninety eight? 198. Uh, I want him to get 200, but he just, I don't think he has it in him. Pitched better last time, but we'll see. Not, not, I'm not holding out a lot of hope. It's just the way Pittsburgh's it is. Pittsburgh's bad, too. Yeah, they're bad. They're, they're bad. We'll see. Uh, 869-1240, here's what we have for you today. At 225, Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle. We'll preview Houston Cougars football. Uh, they had a young man uh, pass away off their ba- recently played on their basketball yeah, last team, season, Reggie Cheney. Uh, so that's uh, extremely sad news out of the Houston uh, athletic program. At 245, Cooper Beebe, preseason All-America right guard for the Kansas State Wildcats, will join the show. Don't forget. KFH, the home of K-State Athletics now, so you can hear all 11, 12 regular season football games and anything they do in the postseason right here on KFH. It's big stuff. Wyatt Thompson. And at 325, Mike Casaza from the newspaper in Morgantown will join us to talk about the West Virginia Mountaineers. We continue Big 12 football previews. On the show today, we'll have a game at the top of our number two. What did you come up with? Oh, I got a little game. I want to play with two people, so maybe Max can uh, join in. Well, or what about a caller? Maybe a caller can join in. We'll try to get a caller in. See if a, a caller wants to participate. 
but that's not coming up until hour number two. Right. Uh, maybe Ralph. I texted Duda, see if he wanted to call in for it. I haven't heard back. I assume he's, he's out. He's on the golf course. Who yeah. in the world's playing golf in this? I don't know. A bunch of degenerates. Well, they're not degenerates. Yeah, they are. But they're just, uh, I would not be out in the golf course today. I would not enjoy it. It's too hot. Well, I hope Duda's getting paid handsomely for. Well, I hope he's drinking a lot of water. I don't care about it with his pay. I do. He I just... hope he's healthy. See, that's the first thing I looked no, at. No, I assumed he would die, but also get paid. Uh, you're so into money lately. What does that even mean? Uh, you're just you're, you're talking about money all the time. I am. Yeah, I need to. You, you're bugging me to pay you. Well, you said I you was would. Just thinking about this, you get an extra stipend here from uh, Odyssey that I don't get. Why would I pay you? Well, you chose not to get it. I thought. Well, why uh, would I pay you? Well, what if I choose to get it? Can I replace you now? If you want. Are are you? Do you mean that? I mean, I don't know what you want, so probably not. I don't think uh, they appreciate your wishy-washiness, and we're talking about FanDuel, America's number one What do you mean they don't book. appreciate my wishy-washiness? So I was in, then you were out, then you were in, then I you are out. I the heck out of FanDuel. Then why don't you? Well, if, if I'm asked politely, I might, and we push you aside. No, you don't push me aside. I'll still be involved, and uh, that's kind of mean anyway. <laughs> I, but you're, well, you're asking me for money when you make money. I didn't ask you for money. You offered to give us money. I don't remember that, honestly. Uh, that seems like it was something connected to, if you don't take that uh, trailer, I'll give you a little money. Right, and we're not taking the trailer, uh, and you settled on 225 I doubt we'll see a dime of that, but... Uh, well, that's okay, whether you do or not. You know, you're just letting down your granddaughter and your family, but that's okay. Well, I've let down my granddaughter. Yeah, I she's gave, going on the trip. I've given her a lot of money over the years. She's going on the trip. We're visiting a couple colleges. What colleges are we visiting? Kent State and some fashion institute in New York. Really? Yeah. She may attend a fashion institute in New York. I don't know. I don't know what her uh, options are, plans. Well, she hasn't... She hasn't applied to any of these places, and she needs to get on that. Well, we need to get on that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when she makes her decision. Can we do an event? Can we do a dinner? I suppose. Uh, when she we well, I'll get three hats uh, from the schools that she's going to be picking from. I'll make sure I get the three hats, and she'll put one of them on at the dinner, and we'll have a moment. That sounds beautiful. No, really. Can't wait. I don't know if they have a hat at the New York Institute of Fashion. I don't know if that's what it is or not. I don't know if it's that official or if it's some other secondary type Institute of Fashion. I don't remember the, the exact well, I don't know name. if they have a hat. That's my point. Everybody has a hat. Well, there are hats it, for everything. Uh, find out what the institution is and I'll order a hat right now. I was looking for Ron Baker merchandise and, and uh, shirts and stuff to go wear at the... Uh, Eagles concert. Uh, <laughs> trying to ingratiate yourself. Well, try to re try trying and, to be seen as a New York guy. Well, but also trying to represent Wichita. That's kind of the well, idea. Why not just wear a Wichita shirt? Because Knicks and Wichita I thought it would be fun. I'm in Madison Square Garden. But I uh, I don't know. There's not like a shirt jersey I could get. Really? Yeah, there was one. I didn't like it. No more Baker jerseys? There are jerseys, but they're not like the shirt jerseys, like the T-shirt jerseys. This is what I was looking for. Maybe I'll have to go to Ray Murray or Anthony or Clee Anthony early. Well, I hope I, I hope you'll represent Baker. Well, I would love to. Kansan lives here. He sure does. Nothing against Teray or, or uh, Clee Anthony early, certainly. Uh, but, uh, you know. Got three Knicks, and not not just those, but Bowman and Stallworth and Wichita. Wichita's connection to the Knicks has been pretty solid over the years. It has been solid. That's why they were my favorite team. For Xavier McDaniel played for the Knicks. He did. That's why they were Stallworth and Bowman. That's why, as a kid, the Knicks were my favorite team for a period of time. Right. I don't know if you understand how much I adored Dave Stallworth. I understand. But tell me, a lot. Yeah, he like 
he like captured my imagination. Yeah, that's what happens. That's you know, kids and athletes. That happens quite a bit. And then to actually get to know him to some degree, and as in a, as in my adult life, and to sit and talk to Dave Stallworth, and to to have the honor of writing about not only him in his later years, uh, but uh, writing about his death and honoring him with a column about Dave Stallworth after he passed away uh, now more than six years ago. That seems impossible. But that was a moment for for the old guy. I understand. I'm sure it was uh, bittersweet in a lot of ways. Mostly, you know, tough. But, you know, to also be able to honor somebody that way is Well, we were at the the final NCAA tournament I covered. Uh, No, not the final one next to final one in uh, Indianapolis. Boy, I think I got that right. I don't know. The final one I covered uh, was the final NCAA tournament I covered was KU in Kansas City. And they lost. What year? uh, 2017. They lost uh, and did not get to the, I think that was the Sweet 16. In 2016, we went to Cleveland. Yeah, that wasn't the last one. But you also went to Indianapolis that year? No, in 17, I went to Indianapolis with the Shockers. Oh, okay. So 18 was your last one. No, 17. Well, you just said you were with KU. Excuse me for being uh, this blunt. but You just said you were with KU in 2017. After the Shockers lost in Indianapolis, I joined up with Kansas uh, in Kansas City. Sounds lovely. So yeah, that's that was my final hurrah. Did they play at the NBA arena at Indianapolis? Yes, Con- they did. Whatever it is called now, it was Conseco. Yes, they did play there. I love that place. It's a fantastic place. It really is. Uh covered several NCAA tournaments in the uh, great city of Indianapolis. I like Indianapolis. It's like a bigger Wichita. It's not too hard to get around. The traffic isn't terrible. Just like Indianapolis. Good for you. I, Maybe I'll go live there someday. You know what? I'll. Uh, that's fine. Maybe. We'll move you. Fort Wayne, something like that. I don't see you living in the Rust Belt of Fort Wayne. I like Wayne. Indiana. I don't see you living there. You never know. Terre Haute. I don't see you living in Terre Haute. Why not? I just don't, I don't know. Just don't see you living there. Terre Haute would be the best place for me to live. Why? Because it's right on that eastern time zone, so it gets dark first whenever it gets dark. It's the first place to get dark. Why do you like early, dark? At an earlier time. Just just better for me. Are you a dark person? No, I'm not a dark person. I just like uh, it's more relaxing to be in the darkness. Oh, give me sunshine, man. Uh, I'm, at a lo- I'm, I'm almost at a loss, even with just cloud cover. It's just like nothing. It makes me feel bad. Well, I don't like it for days on end. I like my sunshine. Well, I don't like sunshine going on until 9 p.m. either. Well, right now it gets it's getting dark earlier. A little bit. You know, you're getting dark now around 8. So there's nothing wrong with that. Even a little before 8, it starts. The, the dust hits. Everything's good. Yeah, it's still hot as all get out out well, sure there. Sure it is. Summertime, man. Yeah, we don't need all this. We don't need this kind of heat, but it's always hot at this time of year. Setting records, heat in heat indices in the one twenties and one thirties. Yeah, you don't like that. You don't like that at all. Uh, boy, I just uh, saw that the San Francisco Giants have signed Paul DeYoung. What What are they thinking? I don't know. Well, Brandon Crawford was three can't for hit. Forty-four in, in Toronto. Yeah, three did, did not work 44. out well. Well, he's not a good player. He's not a good player. In the, the at Cardinals the big have, level, the Cardinals have more than a few of those. Well, they got rid of one at least. We will take a break and we will come back and talk football of the Big Twelve variety. Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle joins the show next. We'll break down the Houston Cougars. Their uh, inaugural season in the Big 12. Back in a minute.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Seven z- this is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Well, I stood stone like at midnight, suspended in my masquerade. And I Songs uh, about ups and downs. This is Growing Up from Bruce Springsteen as Max Power gives us the music for the week. Joseph Duarte joins us from the Houston Chronicle, covers Houston athletics. Joseph, welcome. Sad news, unfortunately, that you've uh, been reporting today about the passing of former Houston basketball star Reggie Chaney. We're sorry to hear about that. Yeah, it's uh, unexpected news uh, that that broke last night, and uh, it's just uh, – uh, 23 years old. There's not much you can you can say about that. Way too young. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of things still to come in terms of uh, 
what exactly happened, but certainly uh, on the University of Houston campus uh, and for Kelvin Sampson's program, this is a uh, a shock and a, a difficult uh, time that they're going through uh, after just getting back from a uh, 12-day uh, foreign trip to Australia. So, uh, so a lot of things, uh, a lot of things going on. But uh, you know, football season's right around the corner. So, uh, you know, that's that's one thing maybe that they can sort of turn and uh, help take their mind off of things a little bit. Uh, yeah, so Houston, as we said, uh, first season in the Big 12. Uh, we talked about, uh, we we had uh, Jason Williams from The Athletic yesterday talking about Cincinnati and kind of the advantage of their schedule. They have a, as schedules go, they don't play some of the uh, the, the tougher teams in the Big 12. That is not the case with Houston. This is a, an extremely hard schedule. It is uh, one one thing I guess if you if you take a silver lining up your Houston is they they have eight home games or eight games in the city of Houston. Now the the eighth game is across town with Rice, uh, but they also get road trips. You know their first road trips is late October to Kansas State. They go to Central Florida. Those are the only two times they leave the state. Otherwise, you know, they're at Baylor, they're at Texas Tech. Uh, and then, you know, you can't really look past that first week one game against uh, UTSA. So, uh, you know, I've seen anywhere from four to six wins as the projection. Uh, based on that, it, it sounds like it's going to be a, a rough going in the uh, the debut season for the Cougars. But, uh, you know, they uh, they knew this was coming. This is not a surprise, and it's where they have wanted to be for nearly 30 years. So I guess you you take your lumps and you uh, you learn from them, and you you look at the bigger picture that they are finally in a Power Five conference. Yeah, Dana Holgerson, their their coach, I don't think has has a Power Five uh, win with Houston. Uh, so is what is uh, an indication maybe that. Uh, that you have that he can recruit at the power five level and, and win at the power five level at, at some point. Well, I mean, he, he's, he's done it before uh, on a, on a smaller scale, I guess at West Virginia. And uh, the, the difference there, you know, he's always talked about, you know, when they were in the big East and they got the invite to the big 12, they had about nine months to sort of transition into that. So it was, it was really fast paced uh, at Houston. They've known for two years. So they've gone through, you know, a, one and a half basically recruiting cycles uh, where they've been able to, to sort of start to, to tailor the, the roster to what they need. And, you know, it was interesting. They did a study uh, last off season that sort of outlined what they needed to do from a player personnel standpoint, what type of body, what type of player you need in the big 12. And then they went out these last two recruiting classes and they got them, or at least they feel like they got some of them. Uh, and, and that means guys with power five experience. They went out and got a David Wobu, who's going to be one of their edge rushers. He was at Oklahoma. He was an all-Big 12 guy there. They went out and got Donovan Smith from Texas Tech. He's the starting quarterback. They went out and got Tony Mathis Jr., who should be the running back you know, one uh, for the opener. So they, they've sort of had the outline of what they needed. It was just a matter of, of going out. And when you add 46 newcomers, which is – the total going into this year and uh, this roster looks completely different and, and that's what they needed to accomplish. Joseph Duarte, our guest, we're talking uh, Houston football. He's from the Houston Chronicle. So very good year in 21, uh, not so good a year last year. The defense really uh, collapsed on them. I remember watching that, uh, that game and they played against KU last year and they just couldn't stop Kansas. They had a lead in that game, and uh, that became an indicator of just how much the Houston defense had fallen. Uh, what have they done to revamp that defense? Right, there weren't a lot of people those first couple of months stopping Jalen Daniels, so uh, they uh, they basically saw what a lot a lot of teams uh, struggled with. But, but you're right they 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 took a step back, and uh, some of it had to do with how teams approach them up front. You know, their defensive line is one of their strengths, and teams would, would get out of the pocket faster. They would get rid of the ball faster. So it took away the, the sack numbers that, that was part of that big 21 season when they made the American championship game. Uh, but the overall, 
uh, it, it was what you'd expect. You know, they struggle with tackling. They struggle with communication break, breakdowns. You know, the, the secondary uh, was banged up. And, you know, coming off the year that they lost two key guys to the NFL with uh, Marcus Jones being the uh, the guy uh, that the, was their biggest loss. So, the, you know, they just – they never could put it together, and, and it showed. So that was an emphasis. The secondary looks completely different. Uh, they went out in the transfer portal and, and got guys like an Adari Halsey, who was a freshman All-American at, at New Mexico. They get a healthy Alex Hogan back at one of the corner spots. And then the, the kid that they're really high on uh, had to walk about three blocks from his last school. Uh, Isaiah Hamilton was at Texas Southern on the FCS level, and he signs with them. And this guy had five picks, two for touchdowns last year, and maybe the best cover corner of the bunch. So – they, they feel like they address some huge needs uh, in the offseason. And it, we don't get to watch practice, so it'll be interesting to see what it looks like when they roll out uh, the two deep for, uh, for week one. But, uh, you're, you know, you're going to see the biggest strides, uh, in my opinion, on that defensive side. Because, you, I mean, you look at, at offense, they lose their quarterback and, you know, an All-American receiver, and you would think that that would be – uh, where things are, are going to be, uh, you know, tough to replace. But between having Smith coming in and, and with the big 12 experience and then a collective wide receiver room uh, replacing Tank Dell, uh, they feel like they could at least keep the the pressure on scoring points on opposing defenses this year. Yeah, it is It is strange. You mentioned it. They don't leave uh, the state of Texas until their, their bye week in early October. So, you know, they got TCU in the middle of that. But what would a 3-1 and one start mean for this program? What do you expect them to be working on early in the season? And what maybe could they possibly uh, build upon if they, if they get those three non-conference victories early? Yeah, the, the start is the key because if you're with, at three wins at that point, you just need three more out of the out of the last eight games to get to a bowl. And and the athletic director Chris Pesman has has been upfront about how this is going to be a transition uh, year for for Houston. Would they like to to compete for championship? Yeah. I mean, back in the old days of the Southwest Conference, the first year in '76, they stormed in and won the conference and won the Cotton Bowl. But we don't see that happening uh, this year. Uh, for Houston, but overall, if they can get that six wins and gets to a bowl, that really sh- should help them from a springboard standpoint. You know, Dana Holgerson's name has been mentioned as on the hot seat. He's got a, a huge contract the, the next four years, so it would just help them from a a, a perspective of, of building off of it if they can get to that six wins, and you're halfway there. Uh, before it's even October, if you can get off to that uh, three and one start. Jason Duarte, our guest from the Houston Chronicle. I, I got to ask you about basketball and what the Big what the Big Twelve's uh, expansion has done for that sport. I mean, it, I don't think basketball gets enough love. I understand football drives most of the athletic programs, but man, uh, you get Houston and Kansas and Arizona when this thing all comes together, uh, it's just going to be a dogfight. Yeah, that conference tournament uh, leading up to the NCAA tournament is, is going to be wild, and, and you look at it, uh, uh, Kansas, what did they have last year? It was like 21 uh, quad one wins or something like that. Uh, it, this Every night is going to be a, a big Monday-type atmosphere. And you look at what Houston had played in the – and the American, and for, for a while, whether it was Wichita State or Cincinnati or SMU or, or Memphis, and you had some, some big games, but it wasn't that regularly every single week type of, of game. And, and you're right. I thought with Houston getting added to, to Kansas and Baylor, Texas, like, okay, that's a, that's a pretty strong lineup, uh, even with losing you know Texas. But then you go out and you add Arizona, and it just strengthens the league. And then the talk of, you know, that's not going to happen now, but Gonzaga and UConn, I mean, Brett Mar- Yormark was shooting uh, for the stars when it comes to the, what, what many already consider the, the toughest basketball league in the country uh, of adding all those schools. But to get Arizona on top of what they've added, it, it's going to be a, a crazy basketball schedule. They're going to go play in Mexico next year with 
Houston and Kansas. So, man, he's got big plans for, for what this league can be even better. And, uh, you know, he's got the, he's got the lineup of, of, of teams that, can, can, that they can really showcase uh, in, in basketball. Now that uh, we won't get to see Houston come uh, to Wichita anymore, at least in the conference, I was curious what you thought about the future of Kellen Sampson because, by all indications, uh, he was at least in, somewhat interested in the in the Wichita State job when it opened. Do you do you now see it where he's he's just the coach in waiting at Houston and and that's the next step, or do you think he'll he'll get a program uh, uh, of his own, so to speak, before that happens? Well, they, they took the steps, and then they, meaning the school, took the steps this offseason, uh, finally put language in his contract that specifically addresses the coach-in-waiting situation. In the past, it had been more of a handshake agreement, but nothing in writing. Now uh, there's a, a, a succession plan in place that when his dad, Kelvin Sampson, steps down, uh, he has a, a multi-year contract. Now, Kelvin's under contract, I believe, in, through the 26-27 season. I, I don't think he fulfills the entire remaining contract. So whether it's within two or three more years, uh, I fully expect Kellen Sampson to be the next basketball coach for the University of Houston. And they're going to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere. The money uh, for a first-time head coach is good. It's in that $2 million range. Uh, but they certainly uh, they took the steps between uh, re-upping his dad, giving him a bonus that put him, excuse me, a, a pay raise that put him in the top 15 or so nationally. Uh, they they went through all that this offseason, and they they want the Kelvin Sam the Samson name in general to to be on this campus uh, for the uh, foreseeable future. Houston has moved on to the Big 12, but their first two football opponents come from the American. Two new members in the American Athletic Conference, Texas, San Antonio, and Rice, Joseph Duarte. Our guest, final question for you, Joseph. What do you think the American Conference is going to be like now? It looks like they're at least in the mix, uh, potentially, to add the four remaining schools from the Pac-12. They have an aggressive commissioner of their own in Mike Oresco. What do you expect from the American? Well, you, you look at what's out there, what's left, and, and who could benefit the most. You know, I, I think the American is that that school. I don't, I don't know exactly whether the the four remaining Pac-12 schools decide to ultimately merge uh, with the with the Mountain West, or do a couple of them uh, end up going to the ACC? But you know, the American's been the the Group of Five program for the majority of, of the, the, the era that, that sent the, the New Year Six representative. So I, I think they're in good position. You look at the, the footprint that they have now. I like adding UTSA from football. Uh, you know, you, you look at the other schools that they kept uh, from the, the, what was the original American. So I don't think this, this conference takes a step back. I think what happens is you, you have to ultimately see what, is going to what the the whole college football uh, landscape is going to look like in the next year or two because we're certainly not done with this and do they slide into that 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 last spot uh, and take over uh, as a as a power five no I don't I don't I think those days are over with the power five talk and it goes to a power two or a power three but you know with the expanded playoff I think that the the American should be in position. To, uh, to have its champion uh, in the mix because, I mean, look at Tulane. They're ranked to begin the season. Uh, UTSA has been ranked at times during the last few years. So just from the top, they've got some teams that, that should be able to compete on a national level. Good stuff, Joseph. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day. Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle. All right, we are joined by Cooper Beebe. He is a preseason All-American at Kansas State University, a guard on their very outstanding offensive line. Cooper, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks Thanks for having me. So you've had a lot of honors uh, recently in your Kansas State football career. What was it like yesterday when you found out you were a preseason first-team All-American? 
Um, it's definitely an honor. Um, but for me, you know, these are all preseason awards. So to me, you know, they don't they don't mean much unless unless I can prove it throughout the season. So I kind of put those aside. But you know, it's a great honor to definitely have that recognition. You've had a bunch of uh, postseason awards too as a K Stater, so we fully expect that to happen as well. Cooper Beebe, our guest out of Piper High School in Kansas City. Uh, you were a defensive lineman at Piper. You were switched to the offensive line when you got to Kansas State. Uh, did you know that was going to happen during the recruiting process? Did that happen after you got uh, on campus and involved in the football program? And were you resistant to that at all? Um, yeah, so that actually uh, happened uh, the first day, funny enough. Um, when I had shown up, you know, I was expecting to wear 98 as my number. We walked down to the locker room. Um, I saw 50 on my nameplate, so I kind of had a sneaking suspicion that I wasn't going to be playing D-line anymore. Um, and then the first day, Coach Kleiman had called me to his office, and Coach Riley was there, offensive line coach. And, you know, they said, hey, you know, we're all on numbers. We need offensive linemen. And I was like, okay, you know, I was at that point, I was just trying to do anything I could do to, you know, play. So I wasn't. I was I was accepting of it, you know, and I figured, um, you know, it was going to happen eventually, but I thought maybe I could get a year or so at defensive tackle. That's a that's a pretty good story. Uh, so when you got to K State, what were your expectations as you go in as a as a freshman recruited recruited out of Piper High School, a four A high school here in the state of Kansas? Uh, what were your expectations when you got to Kansas State? Um, really, I was just trying to learn as much as I can and, you know, maybe see the field at some point in my career. Um, you know, never did I really expect to have the career I had. I was just hoping, you know, I could at least make it on the field and start at some point. And, you know, it's definitely uh, worked out for me pretty well. Cooper Beebe, our guest, K-State opens its season in uh, a week from Saturday against Southeast Missouri State. So even when you moved uh, to the offensive line, you were a left tackle in 2021, a 13-game starter, uh, all Big 12 first team. Uh, then you moved to guard. Why was that the decision made? And I got to ask again, how did you feel about that? Um, so that's actually something, you know, I've wanted to play guard, I think, ever since I moved to the offensive line. Um, you know, Coach Riley just feel, felt like at the time, we didn't quite have the depth at tackle, um, and we needed somebody to play tackle. So I, so I told him I would, um, you know, and I wasn't in my natural position. You know, I'm not the biggest guy. I don't have the longest of arms. Um, so it was a, kind of an unnatural position, but I, I knew I could do it. So, you know, they threw me out there. And, you know, finally we had the, you know, depth with Duff and, and KT. So I was able to move back to the inside where, you know, quite frankly, I, I felt more comfortable and, you know, I feel like that's my more natural position. Yeah, so you've you've got a an outstanding quarterback. This offense, uh, I think, is going to be uh, really good. Tell us about uh, working with uh, a guy like Will Howard, who really had to persevere and get through some bumps in his road as a college quarterback, but now uh, is seen as one of the best in the country. Uh, how is Will Howard's progression? How have you seen that? Yeah, um, you know, I have the ultimate respect, um, you know, just just what he had to go through. You know, a lot of, a lot of people in that situation, my left, transferred, especially this day and age in college football, and, and he stuck it out. And, you know, now this is finally his year where it's his team, and, you know, you can definitely see him own that role just from a leadership standpoint. Um, he's really taken control, you know, especially of the offense, but also the team. His, his leadership's just stepped up and just – the confidence you see in him, you know, he plays with kind of a swagger that, you know, maybe he didn't have before. Um, so he's excited to see what he'll do this year. And you've got a, you've got a young quarterback there in Manhattan that we're all very curious about here in Avery Johnson, who's just learning the ropes. I know you've probably seen an, uh, enough of him to uh, make a judgment of some kind. What, what have been your impressions of Avery early on? Um, I'm to be honest, I've been pr pretty impressed, um, you know, for a dude that, you know, he runs like 22 miles an hour um, and can sling the rock. Um, and I think he's really picking up on the offense a lot faster than most um, of our, you know, younger quarterbacks do when they get here. So 
I think he's put himself in a, in a great position. It was fun to see him, you know, slinging around during fall camp. And, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he may enter at some point during the season. Talking uh, with offensive lineman Cooper Beebe, Kansas State. Uh, so high expectations for this team. Certainly uh, that was the case last year, and you uh, met them. Uh, what do you think of this team, Cooper? Um, again, we have another great, great team. Um, you know, one of our um, kind of sayings uh, for this year was raise the bar. Um, you know, we're trying to do more than we did last year. You know, there's been no team in K-State history that's ever won back-to-back Big 12 championships, so that's definitely one of our goals. And, you know, we're also looking forward to the college football playoff. Um, you know, we kind of got a preview last year that, you know, we, we can compete with those big game teams. Um, so that's what, that's our definite expectation this year. What about the, the running game? Because there is no Deuce Vaughn. He was such a, uh, an instigator, such a dynamite uh, factor on that offense. Uh, what do you feel like uh, the running game is going to be like? Um, you know, I, I feel like we found a gym um, in Treshawn Ward from Florida State. Um, you know, just seeing him, what, what he can do, he's a dynamite player, um, sees the field really well, makes some pretty spectacular cuts, and you kind of get, you know, flashbacks to Deuce. Um, and then you should see a lot of DJ get in. So I think, you know, we should have a pretty good uh, two-run game combo there. So it's, it's, it'll be exciting to see this year. Yeah, I loved uh, I loved DJ Giddens in the time he got last year. I I I think it says a lot that, that they brought in somebody who is is above him on the depth chart because I fully expected him to be kind of the go-to guy. So I look at this running game and correct me if you think I'm wrong. I think it's still going to be a, a very positive factor for K State. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I said, you know, having both DJ and Trishon, I think, you know, our running game is definitely in good hands. So you're you're obviously on a path to play at a level above college football. Uh, this is your final year. How do you keep from uh, – I, I, I don't even know, Cooper, if you do keep from thinking about it because it would be so overwhelmingly exciting – uh, but do you try to keep things in perspective as you go into your senior year with uh, such high expectations for the for the Wildcats, and maybe not focus as much on what happens after that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm the type of person that you know is is where his feet at. Um, you know, I'm not concerning myself um, with what's going to happen after this year. Um, all I'm focused on is having a, a, a great season this year, um, have a lot of team success, and then kind of take it from there, see where it goes. Um, you know, so like if you focus too far into the future, then it'll ruin the past. So, you know, I'm just focused on having a great year this year. And I presume you've been playing football a long time. Were you always a lineman? Is that where they put you right out of the chute? Were you just the big kid that they were, were going to put him on the line and see how he progresses or – was there ever a time when you played other spots? No, um, I was always a big kid growing up. And, you know, Little League, I was, was the kid that had the sticker on his helmet that couldn't run the ball. Um, so, yeah, I grew up uh, playing <laughs> offensive line and defensive line my entire career. And did you immediately love that? Did you immediately love being in the trenches? Um, You know, it's not always the most spectacular position. Um, I think younger – you don't quite appreciate it as much as I do now, but, um, you know, definitely now I'm full board. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. All right. Last question for you, Cooper Beebe from Kansas state preseason all American, uh, explain to us, uh, what the difference is between playing tackle and playing guard. Um, I think really is just, um, kind of the type of, people you go against you know out on tackle you have the you know kind of the longer more fast players and you know they are usually harder to block in the pass game compared to the run game and then once you play guard it's it's vice versa um you know you get the big heavy guys the dudes that you know may not be able to rush the pass for that much but are definitely going to be able to hold a gap and really it's just out of tackle you have so much time and space and then once you, once you get to guard they're right on top of you so i think that was kind of the biggest transition I had I had to realize is when I, once I moved the guard, you really don't have 
that that much time and that much space. You better get your hands on now. Well, you you've had a spectacular career, an interesting career as well. We wish you the best of luck. I know you're chomping at the bit to get going. Thanks for being on our show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.